Alright, open it up to uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. Woo! I'm having fun. Snap, snap, snap. <laughs> there you go. Oh, then we didn't get the whole crowd snapping. Snapalicious. I want to also reiterate the uh, small groups. Make sure you guys show up to these small groups we got going on, man. They are designed just for you. It's uh, a new thing. I know when people get new things, it's kind of hard to, you know, to get into it. But trust me, guys, this is not going away anywhere. This is not a youth group. This is for you guys. Give it a shot. And I appreciate you all coming out tonight. And really, those fellowship nights on Fridays, I can just see this going really good, man. So just give it your best and start to support these things. And uh, in a couple weeks, we're going to plan a barbecue. So you're going to come here one day, and there's going to be a barbecue. We're going to give you enough time to invite your friends. But this place is not meant to be like your mama's church, okay? This ain't going to be grandma's church, all right? Everybody understand that. Now, we are going to love people, read the Bible, all of the things that your grandma's church did, but we're not going to do it the same way. We want to have a great time, make it real and relational. So hopefully you all are feeling that. If you're in Ephesians 4, 17, somebody say, I'm there. Awesome. Let's look at this passage of Scripture, and we're going to talk today about the new self. Everyone say, the new self. Now, I want to show you how to read the Bible as I'm teaching you today. You know how your pastor reads the Bible verse by verse by verse. You know how some preachers preach the Bible? One verse over here in the Old Testament, one verse here in the New Testament, one here in the book of Psalms. It's like connected dots, like bing, 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 bing. And then at the end of the sermon, you're like, that was cool, but I don't even know where that's found in the Bible. You know, it's like 50 scriptures right there. Nothing wrong with that. Every now and then your pastor does that. That's okay. But you know how they used to do it? Just like this, verse by verse. You're going to understand this. Now, obviously today we don't have enough time to read all 3,000 verses of the Bible, so I do have to pick a portion, okay? But I want you to see the portion I'm giving you is one clear thought. It's just, it's just one clear thought. And everyone say the new self. So let's get excited. Here it is. Here's Paul talking to the people of Ephesus. That was a city. They are called Ephesians, like we are Chicagoans. This is what he says. So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must, not, no, you must no longer live as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their thinking. So the first thing that he says is, you can't live like Gentiles. Gentiles were non-Jewish people. They were people who did not keep the Ten Commandments. At the time of the Ephesians, these would be like the Romans and Greeks. They loved to party. I've been to ten Mardi Gras in New Orleans to preach the gospel. That's how these boys like to get down. They also had a lot of homosexuality and lesbianism. They were really into the occult and witchcraft, and they just had dirty, filthy mouths, okay? And that's how they live. And so Paul says, you must no longer live as they do in the futility of their thinking. And so what he's saying is the way they think is futile. It gets them nowhere. If you've ever been rock climbing like Andrew and I do, you could get to the big side of a rock and you could try to push that hill. It's not going anywhere. It's futile to try. People in their minds who don't believe in God and the Ten Commandments try to think of ways to explain why they got here. They try to think of ways to explain what you're supposed to do while you're here. It is as futile as a man trying to push a mountain. That's what Paul is saying. Verse 18 They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. So why are they darkened in their understanding and separated from God? Because they have a hard heart. They have a choice. Everybody has a choice. Everybody say free will. So these people, just like the people you know today, have a choice. When people harden their hearts, 
Has anybody watched the sermon? Give me a little snap. Oh, a little two snaps. One, two. Hey, brother, can you get this one on so we can keep going? We'll just edit that part out. One, two, one, two. There we go. Okay. Why are they darkened in their understanding, separated from God? Because they harden their heart. Everybody say free will. Okay. Somebody has a choice. Do you want to live for God? No, I don't want to live for God. I want to do my own thing. When they do that, the lights go out. They don't see where they're going. They begin to follow other people that don't know where they're going, and that's where the saying becomes true, the blind leading the blind. Nobody knows where they're going. Do you think right now, like uh, Bill Clinton or past presidents knew where they were going in our country? No, and that's why they led us into abortion. Do you think rappers, you know, like... uh, you know, Tupac, you think he knew where he was going? No. Do you think right now people that we would look up to like Oprah Winfrey, you think she knows where she's going? No. The Bible says when they reject God, they become blind. And now look what happens. They become darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God. So they can't have God's life. And we know God's life is eternal life. Everybody say eternal life. So God's life is not just your 70, 80 years. Because everybody here that's alive has life. But not everybody has eternal life. Some people are separated. Why? Because they've hardened their hearts. Okay, let's keep going. Verse 19. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. So what has happened to them? Because they become blind, their hearts are hard, they're separated from God, they become numb. They don't feel it anymore. That's why they can go to the clubs and keep doing what they're doing. That's why some of you, like me, when you used to drink, you became numb. You became numb. You would drink every night. You would do drugs. How many used to sin and became numb to it? I used to do drugs, and I didn't feel bad anymore. I used to cuss, and I didn't feel bad anymore. How many just cussing became a part of the way you talk? How many, just going to be honest with me today, can you raise your hand? Okay, that's why I know who's going to be honest. Okay. We all used to do that. The Bible says they did that, and they had a continual lust for more. Do you know that right now the number one uh, industry on the Internet is pornography? Pornography. Now, has the woman's body changed in the last hundred years? Has the woman's body changed in the last thousand years? You would think that if a man saw one naked woman, he would say, okay, that's what it looks like. But what does the lustful heart do? It continually wants more. Did you ever think of it that way? Ah, so you got it now. Why is that happening? I look at my wife and I'm satisfied. You see, because there's a difference between lust and love. See, the one who's blind doesn't see it that way. They keep saying, I need more, I need more, I need more. And the Bible says they indulged in every kind of impurity with the continual lust for more. Everybody say the new self. Okay, we're getting to that point. Look at verse 20. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You know what's so funny? If you actually read the Bible, you may giggle every now and then. Paul just says these people are darkened in their minds. They're separated from God. They are callous and numb, and they have a perverted heart and a lust for more. And you didn't learn Jesus that way. How many people did not learn Jesus in pornography and in all that disgusting stuff? You didn't learn about Jesus that way, did you? You didn't learn about Jesus through gossip and anger and violence and perversion and and all of the junk of this world. You did not learn it that way. 
And it's going to get to a point. I'll kind of skip ahead right now. So why have anything to do with it right now is the point. You get it? See, you've got to live a new life. This is what it's getting to right now. See, that stuff was bad to begin with. You never learned Jesus that way, so just send it back to hell with the devil. Somebody say amen. Look at it right here. Come on. Verse 22. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God, in true righteousness and holiness. Everybody say, put on the new self. Have you ever been like me and gone a couple days without showering, and the clothes you wear become a little old? Maybe I shouldn't have said that, right? Dude, I remember when we were building some stuff here in the church. I think I went three days without taking a shower, and I didn't change, like, my T-shirt, my undies, or, like, my socks. Yeah. It was nasty. Imagine if I did that for a year. Imagine if I did that for five years. Could you even imagine what that would look like, what that would smell like? Let me ask you a question. How many years did you all cuss for? Oh, it gets quiet now, huh? How many years did you all have lust for? How many years did you lose your temper for? You see, what the Bible is saying, you were taught to put that off. Why? Because it's corrupt. It's dirty. It's filthy. It's nasty. You see, we're living in a world today that wants to keep wearing their dirty undies. They want to keep wearing their dirty clothes. And they want to tell you it's okay. But the Bible is saying, dude, the only reason why they're telling you that is because they're blind. They can't smell. They're ignorant. They're darkened in their heart. They don't even know what they're doing. That's why they're walking around with their dirty undies on. Hello? And God is saying, you're not like that, though. You are changed. You came to Jesus. He washed you. He cleans you. You know, I think that today you need to look at the old self and the new self exactly like how Paul gives the example of something you can take off and put on. Some of us think our attitudes are going to be with us the rest of our life. No, they're not. How did you become that way? You weren't always that way. You know, there were attributes you gained throughout life that became a part of you, but you can take it off. When I got to be about fifth grade, you know, fifth grade, 11 years old, I started cussing. And by the time I was 18 years old, that was part of me, right? So I'm thinking, that's just the way I'm going to be the rest of my life. But when Jesus came into my heart, he told me this, like I'm sharing it with you now. He said, dude, you can take it off. And I began to see how simple it is. And you want to know how you do it? It says to be made new in the attitude of your minds. Everybody say stinking thinking. See, dude, you've got to get rid of stinking thinking. Everything you'll do in life will be controlled by your mind. The person you marry, it's going to be a decision you make in your mind. So don't go for someone that's nasty, dirty, and disgusting and never going to keep their word, ladies and gentlemen. Go for a pure and holy man or woman of God. Make that decision. Be wise like we learned this morning. Use the wisdom of God. When you're choosing a job, you're choosing a career path. With prayer and meditation, think and do the right things. When you're choosing words to say, how to speak, how to act, think and do the right things. You see, you can take off the sin and put on the good things with God's help. You see, this right here is what really everybody needs to do in life. Take off the old and put on the new. And what is the new man like? It says it's created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Now, I don't know 
if uh, you've ever made anything. Has anybody ever made a cake, made a meal, anything other than microwave? Okay, every now and then I'll make a little, like, pasta, you know, boil the noodles, little sauce, all of that. I make it, right? The pasta does not say back to me, hey, I just made myself, okay? It doesn't talk, and then, of course, B, it doesn't make itself, right? How many people know it's kind of silly for us to look back to God and say, hey, I made myself this way. No, God made us to be holy. What we allowed the devil to do was corrupt us. It's God and the devil. Oh, I'm going to blow your mind right here. You know a lot of you who are not living for God, you think you're living for yourself. You know who you're actually living like? Not yourself. The devil. Because he's an angry, lustful, cheating man. That's what he's like. And see, I meet people all the time with their pants halfway down to their knees or here on the corner. I'm going to do my thing, Joe. I'm going to do my thing. And they think that that is their thing. No, that's really the devil's thing. And just as much as the devil can corrupt you, God can create you to be something beautiful. Perfect example is like this. I didn't make myself quit smoking. God created me to be like him in true righteousness and holiness. I didn't make myself stop lusting after women. God created me to be like him in true righteousness and holiness. It says I need to take off the old self, be renewed in my mind, put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Somebody say the new self. Now look up here as we keep going. Verse 25. Are you all learning something? Get little snaps for learning something. Come on. Just about done here. Hang on. It's going to get real good here at the end. Verse 25. It says, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood. And speak truthfully to his neighbor. For we are all members of one body. So right there, you don't have to lie anymore. You're not a liar. If you've been born again, you are a Christian. You are a child of God. You are created in holiness and righteousness. Sometimes you may fall into your old habits, but don't let those old habits lie to you. If you were born again, there is a power on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit, making you a new person. Just call upon Jesus. Somebody say amen. So you can stop lying. Now look at verse 26. It says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Do not give the devil a foothold. So look, all those who have been angry, you allow anger to fester in your heart. You don't have to be angry anymore. Don't be angry. You say, Pastor, is it that simple? Yeah, it's that simple. I really don't understand the people who always want to make Christianity be really, really hard. See, Christianity is not hard to me. It's not hard, just like it's not hard for the little spaghetti noodles to get boiled and be made pasta when I'm making it. Because I'm the maker. I make that whatever I want to be. It's not hard for the noodles to be made. Are you all listening? It wasn't hard for me to come out January 19, 1977. I, I just came out. My mom did the making and the pushing. Amen, Mother? Now, guess what? We're born again. I don't make myself different. I don't make myself new. I don't make myself any of those things. God made me that way. So you might say, well, pastor, what do we do then? Just sit here and let him make us and move us? No, we become obedient to what he tells us we can do. He says you can do that. He says, don't lie. Speak truthfully. You're supposed to say, amen, I can do that. Next time I feel like telling a lie, ah, I'll tell the truth says, don't go to bed angry. Okay, next time I'm angry and I'm about ready to sin, I'm going to forgive. Be patient, right? Now look at the next one, verse 28. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. How many know Paul's keeping it really kindergarten right here? It's really simple, isn't it? Have you just learned something? It's not complicated. He says, okay. You know what? The world is a dirty place. They're blind. They're separated from God. They have no idea what's going on. 
They're very perverted and they lust for more and more. But you didn't hear about Jesus that way. You heard about Jesus that he came to make you a new person. Therefore, take off the old, put on the new. And you know what's so funny about Paul? He's like, I'm going to give you some examples on how to do that. The one that's been stealing, don't steal anymore. Use your hands to work. It makes you want to giggle a little bit now, right? It's like Paul's saying, hey, stop stealing, work. Stop punching, start helping. Stop lying, start telling the truth. It's not hard. God will give us the power to do it. That's the new life. Everybody say the new self. Now verse 29. Oh, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Verse 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. How many need a little help with that in traffic? How many want to speak words of positivity in traffic? I pray the Lord blesses you. Thank you for cutting me off. Have a great day. Beep, beep. But what does the Bible say? Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. So Paul is saying, hey, guys, when you feel like cursing, when you feel like putting people down, when you feel like gossiping, think of something good to say so that those who are listening may benefit. Okay? Isn't that so simple? So we're told not to lie. We're told not to get angry. We're told not to steal. We're told not not to curse and throw a fit. All for what purpose? Look at verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed with for the day of redemption. See, who's inside of us right now? Everybody say the Holy Spirit. Okay, now who's inside of us? Thank you. Why are we living this way? Because he's inside of us. He doesn't want us to steal. He doesn't want us to lie. God, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, the divine God is in us. And he's giving us strength. And there's so many awesome scriptures that say greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. All of those scriptures come to be true right now. In Corinthians it says you're in the spirit going from glory to glory to glory. So you're going to get better and better and better at this. But if you do these things, if you call yourself a Christian and you lie and you get angry, and you steal, and you begin to use unwholesome words, the Holy Spirit gets grieved. And that's not like little Dito, Holy Spirit, I'm so sad. They cussed. No, no, no. The word grieving is he leaves you. He says, no, I don't want to be around you. You ever been around a friend with a bad attitude? You're just like, I got to go, dude. I'm, nah, I can't hang out with you today. You ever been around the stinking thinking people? And you're just like, ah. You ever been the stinking thinking person? They leave you, and you're like, oh, man. Watch. God the Father. God the Son and God the Holy Spirit aren't putting up with it. And the Holy Spirit's inside each and every one of you. He's inside of me. And when we begin to stand and we begin to do those things, he says, man, why are you doing that? And he leaves. And he he takes his blessing out of our lives. And we don't feel his peace anymore. And that's why the ones, remember we talked at the very beginning, they're stealing and doing all those things, but they don't feel bad. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit's not with them. They don't have a relationship with God. How many, when you became a Christian, you did something wrong and you really felt bad? You sinned. But before, you never would have felt bad. Let me give you the perfect example. When I first became a Christian, I used to steal, okay? And when I became a Christian, I knew not to steal anymore. And everybody would say, oh, Joe, that's good. You know, you didn't really need God to help you with that. But let me tell you something I never used to feel bad about. I never felt bad about cussing. I never felt bad about that. 
Christian, non-Christian, never felt bad. And one day I'm skateboarding with my friends. Yeah, dude, I was a skateboarder, man. And so I was skateboarding with my friends. And I was trying to do this big, fat ollie trick over these ramps. And I couldn't do it. And all of a sudden, I just lost my temper. And I did what I always did. I started slamming my board around. I'm cussing, waving my hands in the air. I don't feel bad. I don't even care. That's just what I do. Okay, I, just, I get mad. I cuss. My friend just looks at me. He's like, I thought you were going to be a Christian. And I was like, yeah, I guess I am. And it wasn't even just what he said. I then began to walk away, and I heard the Holy Spirit, which was such like a whisper, because my anger was so loud. And the Holy Spirit said, I've changed you, Joe. Don't do it like that anymore. And I want to be honest with you. That was about 12 and a half years ago. That was the last time I had a fit of rage. And some of you know what I'm talking about, those of you who have had fits of rage, okay? Why did that happen? Because God was in me, and I don't want to grieve him, and you don't want to either, because he sealed us for the day of redemption. That means the devil can't harm us. The devil can't get us to go back. Some people make you think that the, that the devil and God are like in a tug of war, and like temptation is at every corner, and the devil's pulling you so hard, and if Jesus doesn't try extra hard, you're going to slip and fall into the bowels of hell. Dude, it's not even a fight. It's over. He pimp slapped the devil. He stomped on him. He spit on him. He just did it. He did him like a dog, okay? He got southern on him, boy. He just whipped him. He whipped on the devil. Now the devil's done. You are sealed until the day of redemption. Anytime the devil comes to tempt you, you and I, when we stand on God's word, the devil has to flee. Remember when Jesus was tempted? He said, get behind me, Satan. He said, get, I'm not going to worship you. Get away from me. And he just left him. Am I saying that it's always going to feel easy? No. You're going to feel tempted. And it wouldn't be temptation unless you liked it, okay? The devil doesn't tempt me with, with gay men wearing leotards and tights, okay? I don't get tempted when I'm in the locker room, all right, guys? So he's not going to tempt you with, like, heroin, you know, if that's not your temptation. He'll tempt you with, like, NBA finals when you're supposed to be at church. Yeah, you got to tell that to somebody tonight, right? He's going to tempt you with where it's at, ladies, like running up the credit card or not paying your tithes. He's going to do it where you're at. Why? Because he wants to take you away from God. But if you're with God, no one can get in that way. You are sealed. It is the strongest seal. You and God are put together tighter than glue. It's a seal that no one can break. Amen? Now look how I just love Paul. It's right at the end. He's like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to get it all out. Get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind, compassionate to one another. Forgive each other, just as Christ in, uh, in Christ God forgave you. So he's like brawling, anger, fighting. You can just see him just going through the list going, come on, let's put on the new self. How many want to do that? Just put on the new self by faith in Christ. He's not asking you to do anything that you cannot do with his help. With his help today, you can do this. You all want to live a new life? Amen. Let's stand up together. Praise God. Josh, would you come back up here? Let's close out with singing that song, More Love, More Power. I'm so glad to have you all here today. and Just read your Bible this week, man. Stay in the Word. and I hope that many of you will find it to be as simple as you found it here today. It's not really hard. And I can speak from experience. Thirteen years I've been serving the Lord, and God has kept me. And every time that I've sinned and, you know, I've messed up, I look back on it just as goofy as I'm trying to explain to you right now. I'm like, man, why did I say that? 
How many have ever gotten in a fight with their wife or their best friend? You're like, dude, that was dumb, right? How many have ever just sinned and you felt so bad and you would say, I wish I would never do that again? You know, what you, you know what you and I need to do? We need to remember that feeling before we sin. We need to say, man, I better watch what I do right now in my anger because you know what? In 15 minutes, I'm going to be having to crawl back to my wife and repent, right? And, and we better be like, man, I better watch out what I do with this computer right now and pornography because, you know, after the, you know, the strawberry j- jelly lotion and everything in my bedroom and all that, I'm going to be feeling pretty dirty and disgusting, right? Yeah, come on. Oh, it gets quiet. That's okay. Just keeping it real. You know what I'm talking about? You're going to feel that. And you know what? When you get bitter and you get angry and you've been living for God for some time and you let bitterness get in, you know what it feels like, man. It just feels disgusting. And you're like, why did I let that person take my joy? Let's make a decision to put on the new self. If that's you, would you just raise your hands with me? It's a form of surrender. It's a form of surrender. And just say this with me, Jesus, today by your strength and with your spirit, I want to take off the old self and put on the new self, which you created 